Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Happy Marvelous Motivational Monday. This is your girl, Tanya B. Ratliff, the Purpose Midwife, Apostolic Reformer, Prophet, Retired Educator, Entrepreneur, coming to you on today with this episode of Coffee Talks. Listen, you already know how we do it. I want you to grab your pen, your journal, your Bible, and your favorite morning beverage, and I want you to meet me right back here for some real talk today in the studio sharing with us we have none other than prophet Dale Von Green formerly of Baton Rouge Louisiana but he now resides in Oakland California prophet Dale Von is a minister a prophet a prophetic intercessor at New Beginnings Church. Yes, when I tell you he can pray the house down, he will prophesy you out of your shoes. Yes, he is my spiritual son and God has truly done a work in him and he is here on today to share with us how prayer birthed his deliverance. Yes, I'm telling you, sit back, put your seatbelt on and, and get ready. And like I told you guys last week, I am not responsible uh, for what happened. So we may start talking in tongues. You, The Holy Spirit may take over, but we just allow the Lord to have his way. So I want everybody to give a great big Coffee Talks, welcome to my spiritual son, none other than Prophet Dale Von Green. The floor is yours. <laughs> Praise the Lord, saints. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. God bless you, Apostle Ratliff, my spiritual mother. Oh, uh, you know, we go way back to when we was on the intercessory team together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, I thank you for uh, giving me this platform to share with you the, the opportunity to be here today and to talk about what's passionate to me, and that is prayer. Um, I, also to my pastor, Superintendent Keith Williams and Lady Evangelist Jacqueline Williams, I thank you for allowing me to take on this task um, to, today. This morning, I just want you to go ahead, buckle up your seatbelt, take you a sip of your coffee, um, because we about to go on for the, we about to go on this journey. And guess what? We gon' we gonna see the salvation of the Lord at the end of this broadcast, and some things is going to manifest in your life in less than seventy-two hours. I come to declare His word today. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to talk to you about <clears throat> what prayer has birthed for me. It has birthed my deliverance, but it also saved my life. See, prayer is, is, is not just a strategy or a tool. Prayer is a lifestyle. Um, I, had to be, I had to come from the place of where I just prayed and where prayer became me. I don't just pray. Prayer is who I am. Hallelujah. Um, when we think of deliverance, we think it's a bad thing, but it's not. I like to call it a self-cleansing. I'm dealing, I, I, I got to deal with the inward part of me. Um, Psalms 51 and 6 tells us, uh, tells us, behold, you desire the truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. See, some of us need some wisdom today, and I'm going to help us get it. In 2017, I made the biggest decision of my life to, to move to California. Um, I was filled with emotion and fear. I didn't know what I was going to get into. Yes, I have some family out here. Um, oh, let me... Um, let me throw this uh this sidebar in here. To uh to this morning, I'm going to get real uh transparent and real personal. Uh, and it's not to discredit anybody or to talk to anybody, because everything that has happened in my life, it was a part of God's will and plan and purpose for my life. Amen. Um, <clears throat> so. I'm not trying to offend nobody, but I got to I got to tell the truth so that people because in this dispensation that we're in the generation that I belong to, we like truth and we like to and we like to see demonstrations. Um, so I moved out here to California in 2017 um, with all type of fears and emotions bottled up inside. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yes, I have um, my mom lives out here. I have uh, my brothers and sisters live out here. I have a host of uncles and aunties and cousins um, that lives out here. So I do have I do have some family out here. Um, <clears throat> I thought because. I had family out here. It was going to be peaches and creams, but it wasn't. Uh, Apostle Randolph, I remember when I was on the plane and I, we were just circling around in the air. Um, I don't know what, what type of plane they call that, but I, I remember this day as if it was yesterday. We circled around in the air for hours at a time. Uh, I think I want to say about like for two or three hours, we just circled around in the air and the Holy Ghost began to minister to me. And he told me, he said, he told me, he said uh, 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 that you're about to go into a city where there's no cry and I was like what what are you saying he told me that there was no cry and he told me that he was going to that he was that he was looking for a voice to raise up in this dispensation and in this region and I said okay God well you know I was thinking that you know I was thinking that he just wanted me to come out and pray and stuff like I was doing in Louisiana you know but it was a great assignment um, so when the plane, when we finally land, I heard the spirit of the Lord come to me and he said, and he told me this, he, I instantly heard the Lord tell me this. He said, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. He said, Delvon, with all your heart, I need you to trust me. And me being me, Apostle Ralph, I just said, okay, Lord, I trust you. You know, I, I trust you. See, we have, see, we, uh, us folk, we have a tendency of having trust issues, but um, uh, 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 it's even harder for us to trust somebody that we don't even see. But blessed are they that still believe in signs and wonders and demonstrations. Um, so I said, okay, God, I'll trust you. So when I got here, um, I went through trial after trial. I went through error after error. Um, but it wasn't until it wasn't until uh, 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 one of my friends contacted me and told me to come to come to this end of the year revival. That's how I ended up at New Beginnings Community Church of God in Christ. Um, when I got there to that revival that night, uh, I was such I was such way down. I was so depressed. It was because I had. It seems as if I had was unplugged. You know, uh, and it was no electricity running through me. So I got to this church, y'all. I got to this church and I came for the revival, y'all. And as I was there for the revival, uh, the week turned into a whole three years. I've been out here for three years now. 
I never left the church, but y'all, this is the part that, this is where my testimony is about to come in. And many, some people do know, but uh, a lot of you don't know. So if you're on here listening, don't be shocked, but I lived in the church for over a year and a half. Come on now. I lived in the church for over a year and a half. My pastor and my first lady, they didn't know me from a can of paint. These people did not know me, but they loved on me. And they uh, uh, they seen the assignment on my life and they seen the God inside of me. So when they gave me the opportunity to live in the church, uh, Apostle Ralph, you know, I, you tell me all the time, you was like, mm-mm, boy, you're a little bougie. <laughs> so, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't for me to live in nobody's church, okay? So, I, you know, I had a problem, but the Lord had to break my pride. And so in the midst of him breaking my pride and in the midst of him bringing me down to my most common denominator, the Lord will wake me up and he will send me down to the altar, Come on. He will send me down to the altar. Many times I would, many times he'll tell me to come back. I have my prayer shawl. Sometimes he'll tell me, he'll say, just grab your, he'll tell me, just grab your pillow, your Bible, and your prayer shawl. I will get on the altar, y'all, and I will begin to pray and cry out. I will wrap up in my prayer shawl, y'all. Sometimes I will cry myself to sleep, but it was only for the making of who I am today. Come on now. I feel the Holy Ghost already. So the Lord began to deal with me me uh, the Lord began to deal with me and he began to show me me see a lot of us in the pandemic now and we and we having mental issues and we having breakdowns and stuff because we have never dealt with us see God had to take me through a place of healing God had to heal me from the inward part to the outward part. It didn't matter how good I dressed. It didn't matter how many haircuts I got. It didn't matter how good I brushed my teeth. It didn't matter what type of cologne I put on. In the inside of me, I was contaminated and I was dirty. I was filthy and I was trying to lay hands and prophesy and cover it up, but yet bleeding on the people. So the Lord told me, he said, come here, little boy. I got to help you. I got to deliver you. I got to deliver you and I got to set you free. See, I thought I was coming out here for one thing, but God came out here and he set me up for my own deliverance. Hallelujah. See, he had to move me from he had to move me from a place of, of coming to a place of unease. I was so uneased, but it pushed me to a place of prayer. Your pain produces prayer. Prayer produces oil. Oil produces glory. And I don't know about you, but I want to carry the glory tonight. I want to carry the glory tonight. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting a little excited. So the Lord began to deal with me on the altar, y'all. And I, uh, 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 um, as I said earlier in the, uh, as I said earlier in the podcast, I told you that me and Apostle Ratliff, we was on the same intercession team. Apostle Ratliff, you remember when, uh, I don't know if you came, if you came when we was at the old church or when we moved to the new church but we used to always have monday night boot camp with none other than prophetess claudette holiday Moss. um okay so she would teach us at monday night boot camp remember when she used to tell us if you ain't purging you ain't praying so I was on the altar, y'all, and I began to purge. I began to cry. I began to weep. And so I had to begin to purge out all of this stuff. I had to purge out rejection. I had to purge out abuse. I had to I had to purge out lying. I had to purge out manipulation. I had to purge out so many hurts. I, you know, the Lord had to heal me from my childhood. Come on now. He had to heal me from my childhood. Then he had to heal me from my teenage years. Then he had to heal me from my adulthood. 
Come on. He had to make me whole. You know what the Lord told me? He said, he said, you cannot do ministry broken. So then I went to a season. So then I went through a season where I was so depressed. I was so depressed and I was so bound down. And I was like, God, why do you have me here? I, every night I was on the altar crying, saying, God, release me. Why don't you have me here? But I kept hearing the Lord say, trust me. Trust me with all thine heart. And I kept hearing the Lord telling me, he kept telling me, lean not to your own understanding. But all, in all of your ways, always acknowledge me. So I'm still trusting and believing and standing on his word. Because I'll be a fool to say that I didn't know that God's word would not come to pass. Come on now. So as I was on the altar praying, y'all, the Lord began to show me some stuff. The Lord began to have me in the sea for, for some things. The Lord even told me that I even, I even had to break some generational curses off of my life. I even had to break some word curses off of my life. People had spoken over me and the Lord was telling me to tear it down and to renounce it. Come on now, by the blood of Jesus. And then you know what the Lord told me? He said, no man can curse who I blessed. Come on, the Lord told me he had to reassure me of who I was in him because I was going through an identity crisis. Come on now, because of the rejection that I was going through and because of the loneliness that I felt, I began to turn to other things that I knew that was not of God. I grew up in the church house, y'all, but my prayer mantle started from my grandmother. I, I was raised up in holiness. Uh, my, my prayer mantle started from my from my grandmother, and then when I met Prophetess Holiday, she uh, 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 she uh, 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 she she christened me as her own God child, and so when she made me her godchild, she began to birth the prophetic intercessor out of me. I remember when we would, when I would, when I would go to our house and stay nice with her, she would wake me up in the middle of the night and we would go to the garage and we would get down on our knees and we'll begin to pray. She'll say no words, pray in the Holy Ghost. We'll have to pray 10, 15 minutes and then she'll tell me, she'll say, you're getting a little fast so now we got to start exercising. So we'll get on the bike and we'll be praying and, and, and speaking in tongues and then one day she told me, she said, now begin to say what the Lord tell you to say. And so I just begin to say what the Lord say. She'll tell me, she'll pick up a remote control. She'll say, what did the Lord say out of the remote control? She'll pick up a speaker. What did the Lord tell you to say about this speaker? You get. She was birthing the prophet inside of me. She was grooming, she was grooming me already, y'all, for what I was getting ready to go. So when I got to New Beginnings, because I was already, because I thought that I was already equipped, and because I thought I had already had a prophetic mantle, guess what? I was damaged goods. Huh. You can't get too much out of damaged goods. So God began to God had to begin to shape me and mold me. He had to begin to give me back my self-worth. He had to endow me with power again. I had to go and tarry. Come on now. You know, he said, come follow me on down to Jerusalem. That where I will endow you with power. He had to endow me with power. I'm talking about Holy Ghost sanctified power. I'm talking about power that will tell you that you got to do right and you got to live right. Holiness is still right. Come on. So even when, so in the midst of me praying, y'all, in the midst of me praying, in the midst of me seeking God, I begin to see my life unfold before me. I begin to see scales fall off of me. I begin to see the transformation. And so after, when I settled my spirit and I really began to trust God and really 
stop questioning God. He began to he began to unlock and unfold every mystery. I began to see every prophecy unfold right before my very eyes. Come on now, God. He's a keeping God. He'll keep you if you want to be kept. So as I begin to see the things, as I begin to see the things, be, uh, as I begin to see the things unfold for me, as I begin to see the blessings of the Lord overtake and overshadow me, I begin to, I, you know, I begin to thank him. I begin to tell him, God, you was true to your word. God, you know, even some, even some people told me that I was going to lose my mind. But God told me, he said, as long as I got my hand on you, I will keep you in perfect peace. The Lord began to speak to me in the midnight hour and he began to tell me, he began to tell me, he said, he'll begin to tell me, Devon, you got to begin to write. Your hand will become as a pen of a ready writer. So I began to write out my testimony, y'all. Y'all, I had to go back and I had to learn how to forgive. I had to call people back and tell them to forgive me. Huh? Some of y'all asking, how did prayer save my life? Okay, uh, I remember when I wanted to commit suicide. Come on now. I remember when I was taking PM, Tylenol PM, and I was trying to sleep, and the Holy Ghost came and touched me, and he said, guess what? I'm greater than any pill. If I, He said, if I want to take you, I'll take you, but I want you up and on your face. Come on. So I had to get on my face, y'all. And I had to lay prostrate. I had to lay prostrated before God. And I had to pray. And I had to really repent before him. And I had to confess my sins. I done been around plenty of great intercessors. But baby, they couldn't walk my soul the way that God walked my soul. Prophecy comes in parts. So God could only reveal so much to him. But God said, you know what? I'm not even trying to expose you to nobody else. He said, I'm exposing you to you. I know the I know the keys. I have the keys to the king's heart. And I can turn it to and fro. The heart is death wicked and whom shall know it no one but the Lord so when the Lord began to show me all of this stuff that was inside of me y'all I had to begin God I, God had to put me on the surgery table and he had to become the physician he had to surgically remove all of this stuff I was in I was in illegal relationships I was laying I was laying in places I had no business laying with I was entangled in spirits that I had no business entangling with and I knew better but you know what y'all even in the midst of me being in sin I still had a conviction every night I will fall to my knees and I will pray God if you don't let nothing come my way I promise you I'll serve you all the days of your life so you know what the Lord told me when I moved out here about six months in the Lord told me he said he said listen he said listen it's time out you at a crossroad you gotta choose this day who you gonna serve you can't be lukewarm no more cause I'm gonna spew you out so the Lord began to minister with me that night. He had to, he had to heal me from my, from my mother being absent. He had to heal me from my daddy, from the pain, the, the, from the pain that I felt from my daddy, from him growing me up. Come on now, y'all. I'm just here to help somebody get free. He had to help me and make me whole, y'all. He had to walk my soul. And that's what some of us have to say today in our secret time, in our prayer closet. You got to say, God, walk my soul. Sweep me out of my... Sweep me, sweep my whole soul tonight, God. Hallelujah, I feel him. So as he began to sweep my soul, as he began to sweep my soul, the Lord began to, the Lord, the Lord began to tell me, you at a crossroad and you got to choose today. And I said, God, I will serve you all the days of my life. His word had begun to come alive to me. 
I've been preached to all of my life. I've preached his word. I've laid my hands on people. But the words begin to get off the page and it began to manifest itself to me. It became as if it had, a, it, it took on the cloak of humanity and the word got inside of me. Your word will I hide in my heart that I may not sin against you. So as the, and so as the word began to spew, as the word began to come out of my spirit and as the word begins to marinate inside of me, the Lord told me, he said, now you have earned my trust. He said, I could trust you again. See, because I was playing and I really wasn't being trustworthy. So the Lord said, now you're at the point where I could trust you again. He said, let me begin to bless you with this here. Let me begin to bless you with this here. Let me begin to take you here. So as he began to do little small increments, y'all, I was still getting frustrated. Because I was praying and prophesying to people and things was coming to pass. I was praying and prophesying, telling people that they was about to move, about to get caused. And one day, I remember vividly, one day I got so mad and I told my first lady, I said, I'm tired of everything going to pass and everybody coming to me, telling me that what I tell them come to pass. I said, but what about me? You know what the woman of God told me? She said, Dale, when the Lord can fully trust you again. That's when the Lord can fully trust you again. And when he knows that you're not going to backslide and go back into sin, that's when he'll begin to do it. Can I tell you, y'all? I got my own car. Can, can I tell you, God? I got my own apartment. I got a two-bedroom apartment. Can I tell you, y'all, that the Lord has blessed me with a great job? Can I tell you, God, I don't even qualify for the stuff that I received. But it was because of my faithfulness. And it was because that it was because because of my suffering. You see, in the midst of it, Apostle, and in the midst of it, Apostle, you know, I was reminded of Job just a few minutes ago. The Lord told, the Lord told, uh, told the adversary, told the enemy, he told him, he said, you can do anything to Job, but you can't touch his soul. So every dart that was coming my way, every dart that was coming my way, all I wanted, I wanted to bow out gracefully, but I kept hearing the Lord in my ear keep telling me, trust me, Devon, trust me, lean not to your own understanding. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be there with you all the way through. Prayer is, prayer is a selfless act. You got to begin to get to a place of where you have, where you got to get to a place that where you don't just come to God just for you, but you begin to start praying for everybody else. I was on the altar one night and I was just crying about living in the church and the Lord told me, he said, shut up. He said, shut up. People are sleeping outside. I looked outside the window of the church. It had a homeless man sleeping on the side of the church. He said, do you want to be on the, he said, do you want to be on the concrete? I said, no. He said, well, you still got a roof over your head. See, I was taking the small things for granted because this wasn't what I was accustomed to. But then I had to know, I had to know that you got to suffer for some things. The oil, you got to pay a price for. Today, we want to microwave oil anointing. See, we just want to, we just want to press the button and we want to wake up in the morning and we want to put on our clergy collar and we don't want to submit to nothing and we don't want to put our face to the ground and pray and we just want somebody to, you know what? Hallelujah. <laughs> we got our title in God, but we don't, we, we got our title in God, but we don't have no anointing. We let me say that again. We have a title in God, but we don't have no anointing. God had to. God not only had to give me a title, but He had to anoint me. He had to anoint me again. 
See, gifts and callings come without repentance. I know many of you trying to say, well, how can you, how was you still prophesying and praying like this and you was living a double, and you was living a double life and you was in an illegal lifestyle. But you know what? Gifts and callings come without repentance. Why do you think that we still got these? Why do you think we got these psychics? They can't prophesy destiny. They could just prophesy. They could just tell you your now. But a real true person that's anointed can prophesy your destiny and tell you, listen, if you don't turn from your wicked ways, mm, glory to God. If you don't turn from your wicked ways, you, in hell will you lift your eyes? Come on now. The Holy Ghost had to begin to make me deal with me and he had to heal me and he had to set me free of some things. So today when I get into church, I can lift my hands freely. Today, when I give God a praise, I can praise him with no shackles. Come on now. Today, when I get in my prayer closet and I begin to exalt him for who he is, I can really do it and not be filled of, and not be dirty and filled of guilt, filled with guilt. Come on now. I'm, I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done and for what God has and who God has put in my life. For such a time as this, they, they were very instrumental to, to the place of where God is bringing me. And, you know, the, the, uh, a couple of nights ago, I was laying, y'all, I was laying in the bed and I said, God, this walk here is getting a little lonely. And the Lord told me, he said, the Lord told me, he said, there's one more round that you got to go. He said, before I make it, he said, there's one more round that you got to go. And he said, then I'll complete you and bring and, and sing you your helpmate. But the Lord said, but the Lord said, you got to make the Lord said, but my timing is perfect timing. So I was sitting here and I was like, okay, God, so what do you mean? And the Lord told me, he said, the Lord told me, he said, there's a whole nother wave of glory that's about to hit this earth realm that people are not even prepared for. He said, but you gotta, he said, we gotta get into the supernatural. I'm talking about the supernatural where the dead begin to rise. I'm talking about where HIV begin to, when somebody by you come with HIV, it'll begin to be dried up. Where cancer will begin to flee like that. I'm just telling you the truth, y'all. The Lord told me, he said, there's a whole nother wave of glory. He said, but before my wave of glory come, he said, there's still some more cutting away that I got to do. He said, so he said, even in the midst of the pandemic, he said, people are getting frantic, but he said, they don't, he said, but they missing my hand behind the scene. He told me, he said, you're missing my hand behind the scene. I said, okay, God, so if we miss your hand behind the scene, how can we get your hand to the front of the scene? And the Lord told me, he said, he said, he said, when they get on one accord. He said, when they get on one accord, when they get on one accord, see the Bible tells us when the righteous rule. Come on now. We got to get on one accord. We got to get like-minded with this thing. The Lord is saying, I got to clean out my church. He said, I got to clean out my church. And when I clean out my church, I'll begin to, he said, I'll begin to release my glory because we in the last days and the just shall live by faith and faith alone. Come on now. Am I helping somebody tonight? This morning, I'm sorry. So y'all, as I, as I was walking my journey, as I was walking my journey and as the Lord began to deliver and as the Lord began to heal me everywhere I heard y'all, the, the Lord was beginning to tell me to do certain things and I had to do it. Y'all, I had it, it was stuff that I knew that I wasn't even wrong about, but I had to go back and I had to forgive. God is saying to the God is saying this morning, I need every he said, I need you to forgive and I need you to let go. 
He said, I'm saying, he said, I need you to forgive and I need you to let go. I'm talking about, have you ever seen this? Have, have you ever been in a time like this, in parable times like this, where this pandemic is going on? When have we ever seen something this great? I know that the first, the first strand of Corona was in the 1930s, I believe, but when have we ever seen this in 2020? People are, people are frantic. Even the church people aren't even believing no more. And the Lord is saying, I'm just looking for a sign. I'm looking for a sign. The Lord is saying, I'm looking for some people that's going to put their face to the altar. The Lord said, I'm looking for people that's going to seek me. Come on, in this generation right here, we got Google. We got, we got science. We turn it to everything else. We turn it to the universe. We, now they, they talking about crystals holding energies and, and all kind of stuff like this. But I'm still holding on the bloodstained banner. I'm still holding on to the cross. I still believe that there is a savior that hung, bled, and died for us. And now he sits on the right hand of the father, making intercession for us tonight, this morning. Y'all don't hear me in here. I just want to get up and run around my apartment. And I just want to begin to just, just to magnify his name because he's just so good. Y'all, when I tell y'all, once we get on one accord and once we really get into the power of prayer, I have never seen people that were a clergy and don't want to pray. I never seen people that say, I know God, I know his word, but don't have a prayer life. Where is your balance? Your prayer produces your oil. Your oil produces the glory that lives inside of you. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a glory carrier. Yes. I want to be a glory carrier. When somebody see me, I want them to see the glory oozing out of my pores. Come on now. When somebody see me, I want them to see. I want them to be instantly healed. Come on now. Y'all see how Benny Hinn and, and uh, uh, Catherine McCoon, uh, all of these powerful people, how they, would, how they would do great exploits with God. I'm glad that I grew up in a church in a season where I seen demons get slain. I'm glad I seen where people get delivered and set free. And that's what that's what God got to do. He that's what that's what we want God to do for us. We want him to set us free. Yes, 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 yes. We want him to set us free. We want him to be our all in all. We want him to be Abba. Yes. We want him to be the author and the finisher of our faith. And so God is saying that when prayer returned back to the church. When prayer returns back to the church, we'll see his ultimate power. I don't know about you, but I don't I can't go into a church that's dead. I can't go into a church where his glory don't reside there. And I know a lot of people saying that. Well, the church lives inside of you, it do. But he also said, Don't forsake the assembly of the of the uh, don't uh, don't forsake the, the gathering of uh, you know the scripture that I'm trying to say. I got tongue tied. I'm a little country still. <laughs> you cannot but, of yourselves together. Yes, 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 yes. That that is. So that's what he's saying, y'all. We gotta come together as one, one nation under God. I feel such a release this morning. I feel God's glory. I feel His presence, y'all. If He did it for me, He could do it for you. 
And there's some things that that's a, I, I know I know you want to I know I went all over the place because I, I, I had to put my iPad down. I had my notes down, but the Holy Ghost began to talk and I started to get excited. And so I just had to flow with this thing. But y'all, Jesus, the Lord has not forgotten about you. Your suffering was not in vain. But you just stop believing. You stop trusting. You never got to the place in God the way you could totally rely on him. God had to strip me of every resource that I knew. And I had to rely on him. I was so mad at one point in my life. I was so mad. I was like, these people see me going through. I know they can help me. I know that they could do this. And I know that they could do that. And the Lord said, who told you that? He said, who told you that? Because they can only do what I tell them to do. Wow. God, I commend my life to you. I put my will in your will. God, I thank you. That's, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I wouldn't be over here on this podcast if it was not for prayer. I could have been dead sleeping in my grave, but it was prayer that saved me. It was the prayer of the saints that interceded for me for real. I, I was so I was so beat down. I was so I was so depressed. I was I, I I remember even when I was coming through the ranks, I was like, God, people would call me in their secret chambers and they would ask me to pray for them and they would ask me to prophesy for them but then when I got in front of people they would treat me as a castaway and the Lord had to deal with me about that the Lord said the Lord had to deal with me about that the Lord said there's no door no platform that man could put you on that I have not ordained for you so as the Lord began to deal with me about that part I had to say okay God I will sit back and be patient and I will wait on you and as I begin to wait on God God began to really show me who he really was. God began to show me who he really was. And that's what my prayer is for you this morning. I want God to reveal to you who he really is. He has not forgotten about you. He has not forgotten about you. He has not left you in this pandemic. He has not left you. He has not left you to. Uh, he has not left you to the wayside. He didn't leave you to die. God is saying, "All I want you to do is learn how to trust me." Yes, yes. He wants you to trust Him with everything in you, with every fiber in your bone. I know. I know you're probably driving. I know you probably in your office. You're probably working out. Whatever you're doing this morning, I just want you to just say yes, Lord. Sometimes we just gotta renew our yes. Yes, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Sometimes we just got to renew our yes and just say, yes, God. God, we trust you. God, we magnify you. We lift you up and we magnify your name. Yes, God. Mm. Prophet, you said something powerful. I got the beginning, I got the end, but I missed the middle. You said pain produces prayer. And you said prayer produces glory. What was the middle one that you said? Uh, tell it to me again what I said. You said pain produce produce your prayer. You uh -oh. said last one you said was prayer produced glory. And then it was something. Oh, prayer that, produces your oil. My, my. My, my, my. Pain produces prayer. Prayer produces your oil. My, my. That, that, was, that was powerful. 
and then prayer produces the glory. But prayer produces the glory. You know, um, I can remember the the time when when you were staying in the church, and I remember you would uh, tell me how your your air mattress was was flat and. And I can remember the time when when the church was getting ready to transition from where you were living and uh, they were going to the new church and you were you were trying to uh, find somewhere to stay. And and I can remember, you know, I, I can remember you saying, I just you know, I just don't believe that, you know, it's, it's happening like this. And I, I can just like remember those times. And, and I'm just reminded of the scripture in the Bible that says we go from faith to faith and and from glory to glory. And so often it's hard to see the mountaintop when we're in the valley. And, and, and one thing that, that I have learned about prayer, I can remember when we went from owning our home to uh, renting a home and, and then God blessed us last year with our own home. And, and sometimes God have to bring us back to low places to, to really show us that he is God and, and beside the, there is no other. And, and I, I truly know that uh, if it had not been for the the prayer um, at some of the lowest points in my life, I, I, I couldn't even tell you uh, where um, I, I would be. And, and so it, it's very um, pertinent in this hour that as believers and as non-believers that um, we, we develop a prayer life because that's the only thing that's going to sustain us in these last and evil days, my old pastor used to say, anything we choose to do without prayer, we choose to do without God. How do you think your life would be different if you did not have a prayer life? Ooh. I probably would not have breath in my body. I probably would not have had breath in my body. Because let me tell you something, the, the enemy comes for those that are really anointed. Mm-hmm. And so if I never had nobody to really gird me or to really tell me who I was and to speak it to my life, uh, I probably would have been I probably would have been in my grave. But because somebody planted the seed of prayer, I'm here. Amen. Amen. Over the last few days, I've been hearing God say the word travail. He's been Mm -hmm. saying travail. And I I begin to say, God, what what are you saying? And he said, we have to get back to a place of of travail. And so the Lord had me to look up the meaning of of travail. And and travail is, is where you cry out until you see the manifestation of, of what you're believing God for. And, and at the beginning of the pandemic, God began to tell me that the church has lost its, its sound. Yes. We, when we think about sound, we, we think about like the sound of the musical instrument. We think about the sound of worship. We think about the sound of the preached word, but the Holy spirit began to say that it's the travail in prayer that brings forth, that urges forth the other, that urges forth 
the other sounds is is through prayer. That's why before service, what goes for prayer, and and so God began to say that until we come back to a place of travail, until we get back on that place that we travail until we travail until COVID has no other reason but to flee. See, we we ain't travailing. We we travailing. We not travailing. You, you, you know what, Apostle Randolph, you know, you always, some kind of way, every time we get together and talk, some kind of way, you always jump in my brain and in my spirit. On my, on my iPad, y'all, I had took me some little notes. I, 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 you know, I just wanted to stay on topic. But in my iPad, um, about the sixth paragraph that I had wrote out, I said, every time I get into prayer, either when either it's in my personal prayer closet or even when i'm at the church on saturday mornings praying um i begin to hear a cry mm. i begin to hear a cry in my in my right ear every morning so when you just when you just came back and told me about traveling i heard that cry again and the lord is saying i'm looking for this cry this is what the Lord is saying. He said, I'm looking for this cry that will come and that will that will come that will come and break every anointing, every yoke that will destroy that will be destroyed under the cry. And he said, I will deliver them. He As we close out this month's segment of Coffee Talks, we have focused on the subject prayer birth. Our speakers on this month have shared with us how prayer birthed their healing, how prayer birthed faith, how prayer birthed their next level, and how prayer birthed their deliverance. I am totally amazed at how God moved through each guest as they shared their impactful insight and revelation and testimonies of how prayer allowed them to stand in the midst of one of the toughest times in their life. Listen, I'm a product of prayer. You are a product of prayer. And when we use prayer, we know that prayer has the power to change any circumstance. I want to encourage you on today as the scripture always reminds us to pray without ceasing because anything we choose to do without prayer, we choose to do without God. Prayer is the foundation that births forth the promise. Stay encouraged, stay lifted, stay empowered, but most of all, don't leave your place of prayer. Be blessed.